the incomparable. Number 515, May 2020. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. I'm your host, Jason Snell, and this episode is another draft. It's actually a sequel to a previous draft uh, because we thought, you know, the world doesn't have enough fun in it right now, and we're going to add some fun by revisiting the TV theme song draft, episode 388, in which nine people picked 36 TV show <laughs> theme songs. And yet, you know what? There's an infinite number of television shows and we're going to be able to pick even more of them with, again, nine people. Weird how that happened. Let me introduce them to you in an order selected by random.org. But then I random.org. But then I moved all the people who weren't on the last one up to the top, so they get to pick first. Jason, move the people. I moved the people. <laughs> it's not quite random. It's sort of random within random. Philip Michaels is here. Hello, you get the first pick in the draft. Awesome. It's good I, to have I, you. I knew I, uh, I, I knew I uh, win by not blowing this off today. So yes, yay. thank you. Yes, thank you for showing up. Your reward is first pick. Liz Miles gets to pick second. Hello. Hello. Excellent. That's Don't good. steal my stuff, James. I, would I do that? <laughs> Stephen Shapansky picks third. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm glad you picked the Doctor Who theme in the first draft, which uh, freed me from having to fight with Liz to uh, grab it in this one. Woo! Yep. Yes, I indeed. I just because I like to pretend I have layers, just so cl- I've just been like, nope. <laughs> Clearing the board. And with the addition of the UK and Canada, I'm expecting some very, very conventional American sitcom choices. James Thompson <laughs> will pick fourth, another another TV theme song rookie. Hello. Uh, you always move the people, Jason. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't know why that that uh, is so funny, but it makes me laugh. Now on to our veterans who also were randomly selected. Moises Chuyan will pick fifth. Hello. I think this time I'm going to pick nothing but BBC cartoons. I, I, uh, you, you know, you picked the gummy bears last time and I'd never even heard that that show existed. I only knew of the existence of the candy. So, you know, I'm still living that down. Disney Plus has premiered and you can watch the entirety of the adventures of the gummy bears now. Yes. And I've I've still (gasps) watched just as many as I did back then. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I want to get Disney Plus. Also, you're responsible for stealing DuckTales. Uh, uh, might be not the only duck in my list. <laughs> uh, Dan Morin oh, will no, pick after no. Moises. Uh, this whole podcast is out of order, Jason. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, that's why we're doing it. It's just it's more fun that way. And and your place out of order is sixth. Monty Ashley will pick after you. Hi, Monty. Hi, Jason. Did I hear you say that we're going to be bringing joy to the country? The world, quite frankly. Oh, great. Because okay. it, it includes the UK and Canada now. So our joy Fantastic. extends even further. Fantastic. I have... Picks that will definitely do that. Okay, excellent. That's right. We'll move the people uh, to joy. That'll that'll also be a way we move the people. Gene McDonald, I'm sorry you are picking eighth, but you uh, are going to pick great picks anyway, I'm sure. <laughs> hi. Uh, hi. I will consider it a uh, victory if I get through this show without people saying like, huh, I never heard of that. Mm. There's going to be a lot of that, I think. A lot of that. I will pick ninth, as always, because I'm your host, and the host goes last, I think, because it's just uh, polite. And that brings us to our first round. Philip Michaels, what's your first selection for the TV theme songs? Keeping in mind, we already picked 36, so technically, I guess this is pick number 37. But anyway, you get to go first. 
It, it may be the 37th pick, but it is the best pick because it is the best theme song ever created. Mm. I am shocked and appalled that the people on the last podcast did not pick this. So shame on them. Yeah, the I, people, I, whoever, whoever they may be. Whoever we, they We be. moved them. It's fine. <laughs> if, if they, and if they've returned to this podcast to pick more theme songs, piggy piggy, quite frankly. But um, I'm going to pick Branded, the theme song to Branded. <laughs> wow. Branded. Marked with a coward shame. What do you do when you're branded? Well, you fight for your name. It is it is great because it, it does the essential theme thing of a theme song in that it spells out the entire plot of the show in like 30 seconds. So you can you can go, yes, I know what I'm getting with this. I know I'm I, I I've signed up for the show about a man who is out of battle. And he was the only one who survived. So naturally, people think he ran away and now he's branded as a coward. And each week he has to prove that, no, I'm not a coward as he wanders from town to town. Once he actually proves that he's not a coward, you would think that he'd stay there. But no, he, he keeps moving on. So yeah. branded. So basically it, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, basically. This was the forerunner of the uh, it was one of the early <laughs> guys has to move from yeah. town to town fugitive style uh, uh, Man. Uh, shows. Yeah, bold pick to start off with a show that I've literally never heard. Of. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, it will come as a surprise to no one that Phil and I have had many conversations about the branded theme song. <laughs> this is not the this is not out of the blue pick here, uh, at all. Okay, branded, scorned, only one scorned man. Scorned is the one who ran. <laughs> what do you do when you're branded and you know you're a man? Yep, it's, it's beautiful. And and with that, we move on to Liz. What's Hi. your choice? It's it's tough choosing a first one, and you know obviously I'm counting the grudges of people who last show stole proper answers, and I'm very tempted to steal one with duck as part of the title because of you know petty vengeance against someone who stole ducktails. We, we like petty vengeance on this program. <laughs> we'll see lie. how that plays out for you, Liz. I can't. Oh no. <laughs> I cannot lie, I have to say the greatest theme tune of all time, the one which will never be replaced in my heart, it's Thundercats. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> it's... <laughs> oh, it's uh, so good. It's never so seen good. it. Some, Suddenly, sometimes... it's looking like a really good pick. <laughs> it's not the... It's got We've that heard thing. of Thundercats. The beautiful nostalgia <laughs> when I grew up, plus the beautiful 80s twanging of a guitar and the little, I don't know musical terms, but it's a big old twang thing in there that sounds fun. It just gives me shivers. And when I'm sad sometimes, I, I sometimes just put on the Thundercats theme tune on, on YouTube and watch on repeat for a minute or two. And it's just... <sighs> It's so good. It's so warm and fuzzy. And you do find out what the show's about. The visuals count sort of for this as well. And the lyrics kind of tell you what's going on. I mean, it tells you they move very fast. And yeah, do that a lot. Anyway, but yes, it's a joyous, joyous, magical theme tune and the best one. And thank God you can't see me because I've got this ridiculous, oh my God, everything's wonderful smile at the moment, just talking about it. All right, Liz, you now have the ownership of the Thundercat. That's uh, Thundercat's <gasps> theme song, apparently. So Yay. congratulations. Play it as often as you like. I, I think I gave away my Lion-O action figure. Otherwise, I would have sent it over to the UK. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. I don't know anything about any of this. Stephen Shapansky, it's your choice. What do you have? <laughs> 
Well, uh, as I said at the top, I would have probably selected Doctor Who, uh, which was written by Ron Grainer in the 1960s and realized completely different to what he intended it to be. But I'll choose another Ron Grainer theme song from the 1960s, uh, and that is the theme song to one of my favorite television series ever, It's the Prisoner. Oh. Yes, the, 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 it was actually the third attempt at a theme song. They had two other people. The, the original versions are, are on the Blu-ray set, I believe, and they just sound very generic spy music and very strange and weird. And then when they actually have the, the proper uh, theme song on the opening titles, it just works. The, the, the opening titles, the, the first episode of which are two minutes long because it tells the entire story of how, leading up to how number six gets into the village. And then they have a shortened version for, for the rest of the episodes. It tells you all you need to know about the show. And the music is peppy and builds and, and uh, crescendos and sort of quiets down at, at superb parts. It's uh, I still hum it. Um, Every time I walk down a darkened corridor, I walk in <laughs> tempo to the time that Patrick McGoo is walking to the drum beats in that song. Oh, uh, yeah. man. Steven, next time, I, next time I see you and you're walking somewhere, I'm just going to begin singing the Prisoner theme song and we'll oh, check that out. Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to stalk down you a, for a little bit down until a, you walk a, a down a dark corridor. Yeah, a hotel hallway at Gallifrey or something. We'll just start yeah. playing the... The theme yeah, song from the prison. Peering around a corner oddly at you while walking, it's just because I'm looking for this to happen. Well, I also look for double doors anytime to open them up, just like Patrick <laughs> McEwen did at the end of that oh walk. So that, that opening sequence and the music has informed much in my mm. life. That's a great choice. Great choice. Oh. All right, James Thompson, it's your choice now. You can't pick the Thundercats. Sorry, you can't. You can't have it. Uh, well, it's just Thundercats. Um, oh, the Thundercats office... theme song. There you go. I know it's it's not it's not the Eurythmics. It's Eurythmics. Anyway, I I'm sorry for misnaming the Thunder <laughs> the Thundercats. There they are again, right there. All of them. All each individual cat that I've never oh, seen sorry, and don't understand. Uh, James. Uh, so my obvious move would be to go for an obscure UK show, which I'm not going to mm-hmm. do. Uh, Jamie and the Magic Torch. Jamie and the Magic Torch. No. From Charles Fox <laughs> and Norman Gimbel, composers of the hit single Killing Me Softly with his song, oh. my first pick features a superhero and an oddly specific line about a piece of clothing. Uh, I am, of course, talking about the theme to the Linda Carter Wonder Woman TV show of the mid-70s. <laughs> Wonder Woman! Uh, It first showed in the US when I was about two, so it must have turned up later in the UK or I saw it in reruns or something. But the rhyme, in your satin tights, fighting for your rights, is a classic. (laughs) And the song certainly got stuck in my head. Um, I think I was a bit too young to fully appreciate all aspects of the series, uh, but it remains (laughs) one of my favourites. And the the show had a time jump to the present day after the first season. And by the third season, the theme had a 70s appropriate disco remix that Mm -hmm. dropped most of the lyrics. But I don't like that as much. Um, And it turned out Charles Fox also did the score for Barbarella, which had a similar influence on my young psyche. (laughs) So we we do have uh, shows from the 60s, 70s, um, 
and eighties and today that have been that have been chosen. <laughs> and branded was in black and white, so it might as well have been from the fifties, but it wasn't. So um, there, there's we're, we're we're spreading all eras out here, all old eras of television. Moises, what? Just how are you going to blow my mind this time? Well, I'm 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 kind of conflicted uh, because I have I have multiple themes on the board. I could finish out all of the other Disney afternoon uh, cartoon theme songs that weren't uh, already chosen. Um, I could do the TGIF stuff that we only got to in the Bring Out Your Dead round. But when Liz antagonizes me, <laughs> hello, I'm moved to take things off the board that other people might want <laughs> are you doing just what she wants you to do hmm. do i go across the pond uh with my theme the first time or do i use a connecting piece from one of my picks last time i think so i use the connecting piece to take it off the board uh and that is a Daring duck of mystery, champion of night, swoops out of the shadows, Darkwing owns the night, Darkwing duck. Daring duck of mystery, champion of right, swoops out of the shadows, Darkwing owns the night. Somewhere some villain schemes, but his number's up. Three, two, one. Darkwing duck, when there's trouble, you call. I've heard of when that. When there's trouble, That's you call. Right. D W and I think his entire series is out of order on Disney Plus, but it's on Disney Plus now, so Darkwing Duck. Um yeah, when there is yeah, trouble. A, a spin-off to DuckTales in the mold of the Shadow slash Batman slash whatever pulp hero thing, but a duck. Uh and it it worked. It was weird. It was sometimes overwrought and over serious uh in tone, but that always uh gave way to humor and fun. Um, and uh, and silliness uh, with all of the trappings of of pulp action hero fun. So to uh, as I mentioned on the previous episode, to satisfy those that will be in the email form saying, how dare you not choose Darkwing Duck? Uh, Darkwing Duck is the first off the board in my yet to be revealed theme. All right. The, all right. Uh, the callback episode of that in the recent in the new DuckTales series is amazing. <laughs> There is a Darkwing Duck episode inside that episode, and it is bananas. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. I did not hear Liz um, be offended by your choice, which makes me think that you you played into her game. But mm, we'll, we'll see. A little bit there. I didn't watch that one. <laughs> um, uh, we'll move it on holds to... no nostalgia for me. <laughs> what if Batman was a duck, though? Uh, Dan, <laughs> it's your choice. Well, you know, Moises just picked Darkwing Duck, which was off my Bring Out Your Dead list from the last draft. So I figured I would return the favor, Jason, because sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks. <gasps> but these two gumshoes are picking up the slack because there's no case too big. There's no case too small. When you need help, you just call Ch 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 Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> when you need help, just call Ch 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 Chip and Dale. A show that, you know, adults might have realized that the two main characters were uh, modeled after Indiana Jones and Magnum, but kids of that age probably didn't. I certainly didn't until much, much later. I didn't know until now. (laughs) Uh, But a delightful ensemble comedy that took these uh, Disney, uh, like classic Disney cartoons and kind of updated them into 
detectives and adventurers, and it was a delightful show that involved a uh, a lot of um, really clever usages. Like I feel like even before like Toy Story of the like turning little household objects into their weapons and like vehicles and stuff like that. Um, and of course you had a really great supporting cast there that was brought in, uh, to bolster it. And it's just, it's a delightful fun. And I, let me tell you, if you listen to that theme song, you will not be able to get it out of your head. It came up this morning in a conversation with my wife and we have both been singing it nonstop for the rest of the day. <laughs> And there, there is a long four minute version of it, like as mm-hmm. I mentioned in the previous like the draft, DuckTales, a, a, yeah. a long Ducktales theme. That it, it is inexplicable how they came to the realization that they needed to make a four minute version of a cartoon theme song. But it, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it as as much as is explained about the premise in the regular version, you just it it, it takes you to new depths of did I need this much detail about this cartoon? I don't know that I did. Uh, Rescue Rangers also had a really wonderful Nintendo Entertainment game uh, that that incorporated some of the the kind of you know everyday household object stuff. But Liz, I'm amazed that you're only just coming to this realization, seeing as how I mean, just look at the way that they're dressed, sans pants. I, I haven't seen it for like 25 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also any any show that includes a supporting character whose name is Monterey Jack is okay by me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what Disney cartoon gets picked next. <laughs> yes, Monty, Ashley, it's your choice. Well, it was actually going to be a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel that we're getting a little bit old with our picks. I see we've got The Prisoner, Thundercats, something called Branded. I want to bring <laughs> us up sort of into this century. Mm, fascinating. So I'm going to pick Westworld. I think that is an amazing theme song. It's interesting. It doesn't explain to you what show you're going to see. It doesn't tell you the plot ahead of time. If it did, it would have to be two hours long, longer than the show that would follow it. But it sounds nice, and I think it's a great theme song. Westworld. I love Ramin Jawadi's themes in general, and that is a really Really good good. one. And it it is, um, you know, one of the motifs of the show is the player piano. And so the, the, the piano... Uh, is forward in that and it's actually in the match to the visuals the idea that you know are we playing the piano or is the piano playing itself that's all part of the kind of themes of westworld um i think that's a great theme song i i had it on my uh, consideration list too so i uh thumbs up modern show currently airing good job yeah well done bonus points for you there are no points uh gene it's <laughs> your give turn those points back in later okay rounds. <laughs> gene what do you have for us well I'm sorry, I'm going back another 50 years um, <laughs> because uh, I I couldn't believe nobody picked this last time, even in their Bring Out Your Dead, because it's always been on my mind ever since I was little, which is the theme from Lost in Space. <laughs> wrote that theme song who what obscure mm. person wrote that theme song uh, yesterday i was yesterday years old when i um 
learned that it was written by a young promising composer named Johnny Williams, um, as he's credited. Uh, the old Johnny. And he not only he wrote one, he wrote two theme songs for this show. They had one in the first season, and then they had one for the second two seasons. It was only a three-season show. And uh, I... Both of them are earworms, and it's very hard for me. Like it's almost like one of those like meditations. Like, can you hold both themes in your head at the same time? Um, uh, they're very different. The first one is very spacey, um, much more, um, you know, like uh, it, it, it's it's aggressive and jarring, and it's like you know da 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 da. And there's then this like screaming like sound of you know all the winds playing at the same time that I can't reproduce. But it feels like yes, you're in danger in outer space. But by the second season, it's that one that I think people know more. So more like action adventure, which mm-hmm. is cool too. Anyway, I I was going to pick it anyway. I was surprised by my ignorance about its origins, and I also su- surprised that obviously at some point I knew there were two themes, but I didn't think of them as two different themes. They occupied the same space and you know memory slot in my brain until I realized no, that's a different tune than I was thinking of. So. Lost in Space. Lost in Space by John Williams. Whatever became of that guy. Yeah. Um, For my pick, uh, I am going to take you to the 80s when every theme song on American television was by Mike Post and Pete Carpenter. Um, (laughs) Except that when they made a new new, uh, detective series, they got this weird jazzy theme song from uh, uh, a guy named Ian Smith, I think, who... uh, after uh, eight episodes they're like no 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 this uh stylish detective show featuring our uh, guy with a mustache driving a red ferrari <laughs> needs a mike post peak carpenter theme and i've been watching a lot of magnum pi lately and let me tell you uh once you hear that song everything in your life is scored by the magnum pi theme song <laughs> Your bacon cookies, Magnum P.I. theme song. Your, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, walking the dog. Walking down a hallway. Magnum P.I. theme <laughs> no, song. No, no, except for that. <laughs> it, Cleaning it, out the oven. It does make you want to drive your car around fast, and I'm not doing a lot of that lately. So, uh, But anyway, <laughs> I love the Magnum P.I. theme song. Boy, it gets stuck in my head. It's got, it, it couldn't be more 80s, especially the um the the uh, string part in the middle where it's like oh we're going to take it off take it down a notch now and say oh but it's fun and we have a fun adventure and then it goes back into the super intense guitar part at the end cuz that's standard Mike Post Pete Carpenter stuff so having never seen a full episode of this show i know the theme song from front to back right <laughs> yeah it's, it's back when tv shows had like enough time to have a bridge in it and a guitar solo <laughs> seriously yeah. back to the main bit and it'd still be memorable and tight and compact yeah and then they put a tv show after it i was like why it's just <laughs> i don't know it, it, unless the show stars a chipmunk wearing a hawaiian shirt i, I can't really get into it <laughs> <laughs> um the the opening sequence, the famous opening sequence to Magnum P.I. was actually cut to the original 
uh, music, which is bizarre. Like nobody remembers that music anymore except for David J. Lore. Uh, but uh, it works great. I think maybe they even composed it to the already cut sequence, but it works really great and uh, looks fun. And oh my God, yes, modern uh, or, or 80s TV theme uh, and opening montages, they take like 15 seconds on every actor who's in the show it's like let's show you five <laughs> lengthy scenes from each of these actors as we put their name up we don't well, we need to know what larry minetti is up to. yeah and then reframe it the most random time possible yeah. according to the N- night court not, theme not just here is the person's face but here's the person going through an entire experience of an emotion of oh yeah yeah i remember that steak i had last night and that because, was pretty good and because you've got four of them you can show their range as a character and or actor because it goes on forever but anyway the theme song is cool. Time to take a break from the theme songs to tell you about our sponsor. It's ExpressVPN. Working from home, you're probably not thinking much about internet privacy. You're on your own home network. What could go wrong? We all know about incognito windows. Did you know that even in incognito mode, your activity can be tracked? You're not completely invisible when you use an incognito window. Even if you clear your browsing history, your ISP can see every single website you've ever visited. Your IP address is still out there, and they can they can target your IP address no matter what the browser history is. This is why you should try ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP can't see what sites you visit. It cloaks your IP address. Your internet connection is rerouted through ExpressVPN's secure servers, and every server has an IP address that's shared among thousands of users, so they cannot get personal information from anyone. Everything is anonymized. It can't be traced back to you. 100% of your data is encrypted with best-in-class encryption. I have been using ExpressVPN for a couple of years. Super easy on my iPad, especially just one tap, and I'm on their VPN. It's uh, it's. I know that my IP address isn't being tracked. I can uh, place shift to different countries. There's all sorts of things I can do with it. And it's just a couple of taps. Rated number one by Tech Radar, Wired, The Verge, and more. People like ExpressVPN. Use the internet in confidence on every one of your devices with one tap. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free by going to expressvpn.com slash Snell, my last name. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash S-N-E-L-L for three months free with a one-year package. That URL one last time, expressvpn.com slash Snell. Thank you to ExpressVPN for supporting The Incomparable. Um, that ends the first round. We're back around to Phil. What's your next selection? See, that that is the classic snake thing because I was about to pick the Magnum P.I. Pot, uh, a Magnum mm. PI theme song. Oh, I it know. Just, That's why I picked it. It just shows that anything can happen in this in this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Just That's like right. anything well, can happen on the Magnum podcast, which you can hear right here on the Incomparable. On the Incomparable. That's right. You can go <laughs> and listen to Magnum podcast with me and Phil and David J. Lore. For all we know, Phil could pick uh, the James Garner starring Nichols uh, to snake something that David Lore would have picked. Yeah, it could be. Yes, but uh, instead, um, I, I'm going to go with, I think, uh, another uh, uh, great theme song. This one out of the 70s, probably a show that you've heard of. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the Monday Night Football theme song. Ah, still, not, still being not, used. Yeah, not Hugh Williams and not, not, not whomever else is singing. Are you ready for some football? I'm going for the dun 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 dun, dun bit dun, because dun, dun, that's good. Dun, dun, that's, dun. that's good. 
even if you do not care for sports, and yeah. I, I honestly haven't, apart from the Super Bowl, I maybe watch one or two football games a year. I, the Monday Night Football theme sticks with you, and and really, I would watch more football if they brought back a reanimated Howard Cosell to narrate the opening <laughs> uh, opening of the this week the. Bulls of Buffalo, and that would be great. But they they don't do that. So instead, it's like whoever, which whichever pop star is is needs to revive their career is sings sings each week. What's up, everybody? It's Pitbull. It's football time. ESPN just needs to get on the necromancy and bring back the yeah. Bring yeah, back Howard Carson. Yeah. yeah, put him in. The, put him in the crypt for for the other six days a week. But on he, Monday, bring him out. He probably doesn't say anything horrifying on those old broadcasts. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I don't watch football at all, and yet I find myself humming this theme occasionally because when I was growing up, my dad would be watching it, and it is. It's a great piece of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, as somebody in the UK, I have never heard it, and you don't even call football the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. to James. It's a great piece of music. Yes, our colonial football matches. Liz, it's your choice now. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, I, I damn American 80s cartoons things and their, you know, appeal that sinks into my brain and lives there for decades after, so I I feel traitorous by going for more American nonsense. But God, this one's good. This scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Like I this I would cling on to cushions watching because I was so horrified by what I'm going to happen next. But it starts with thundering across the stars to save the universe from the monster minds. Jace searches for his father to unite the magic root. I don't even know what that is still. And leading his lightning lead to victory over the changing (laughs) form for Sobos. Willed warriors explode into battle. Lightning strikes. There's some really like 80s lyrics and musics and things happening. And it's like Star Wars, but with scarier monsters that eat things and turn them into plants or something. I have no idea what was going on in it. But it was really scary and worth it just for the magical intro, which for many, many years I had only vague, vague memories of this this strange thing that I couldn't remember the name of the cartoon or or what it was about. But one day I was determined to find out and I watched God knows how many top 50 cartoon theme songs <laughs> on YouTube yes. just to find out. Good I day. had to recognise one as this and this is what it was. And by gum, I bet it's a terrible, terrible cartoon, but... It will stay with me forever as a horror and brilliance of child. I have I had a whole bunch of the toys for this one too, and as I just look <gasps> it up toys? now, yeah, the toys were wild for this because oh of the plant God. thing. You're totally right, but apparently it was developed by Mike, J. Michael Straczynski. So there you go. What? Is this Captain Planet? Wow. No, Jason the Wheeled oh, Warriors. Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Okay, I didn't yeah. even. Yeah. Okay. It's an exciting. You should you should get into this stuff. Oh, yeah. watch, I, I mean, I, 80s, I wouldn't. Watch, it can't watch be good. Cool eighties <laughs> cartoons. I, no, there. Are... I, I think you'd be better oh. watching Captain Planet. Honestly, it was super trippy, though. It was it's, very trippy. Yes, yeah. Hence why it you know freaked me out. But this is you know no no American the eighties made a cartoon just to sell toys. These are quality products. It's, it's with a Canadian themes and characters. A Canadian yeah. series apparently Canadian. Jace, oh okay, Jace, I'm so sorry. J a y c e and the Wheeled Warriors and the Wheeled Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the animations going with the uh, the lyrics and theme song are, are pretty amazing. They are 
They were, yeah, they were worth well, it. You fine, didn't really fine. Need, you didn't need to I, watch the cartoon. I've been defeated in, in exasperating Jason. I'll just admit that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew that was going to yes, happen. Yes. We, 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 we got to call that. I, it didn't get around to me picking the Wild West Cowboys Moo Mesa. To, <laughs> is that what we're trying to do? <laughs> I don't know. It, everybody gets to pl- have, play their own game, Monty. Oh, okay. Uh, what we're I, I not doing is uh, what we're not what we're not doing is picking contemporary series, except for you, right? So, so you've <laughs> you've uh, you got us all beat there. Stephen Shapansky, I'm sure, is going to pick a contemporary series here. By which I mean a uh, '70s <laughs> British drama. Hello, Stephen. What do well, you have? Well, I, I think uh, at this point of the the show, I have to lean into the Canadian aspect of this uh, and thus pick a theme song. But instantly, you you don't know what song. I I'm going to, to pick uh, none of you on this panel, which is great. Um, do, no, uh, is it Due South? Is it Da Vinci's Inquest? Is, is it Hockey Night in Canada? Uh, <laughs> Phil got it in one. It is Hockey Night in Canada. Hockey night in Canada. That's uh, that's about the most Canadian thing you could pick there, buddy. Yeah. Well, it is. Uh, so, a, a little bit of history. Uh, the the hockey theme is the name of the song. Uh, they started using it for Hockey Night in Canada, the longest-running TV show in Canadian history. I think it started like the 1950s. Its early episodes were produced by Sidney Newman, who went on to create Doctor Who. Um, there we go. Uh, there's the canal. <laughs> uh, and uh, the theme song has become so iconic that it was like used from 1968 up until 2008. And then the person who originally held the rights basically removed it and sued and like let it out open to the highest bidder. And like there was a bidding war amongst sports networks who could use the theme song for their for their hockey broadcast. And TSN won it. Neil Peart did a cover version of it for a broadcast once. Uh, it's still played in hockey arenas on Saturday night because it is synonymous with hockey still, even though it hasn't been part of the actual Hockey Night in Canada show for about 12 years now. Uh, anyone who wants to say, well, hey, hum the Hockey Night in Canada theme song, they've had like three or four since then. No one knows how they go. Everyone knows the original and so forth. Uh, yeah, that is that is as much a part of my childhood and indeed my adulthood, uh, the Hockey Night in Canada theme. Right. Very good. Very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and none of you know about two... it. That's great. That's great. No, That's no. Fine. I mean, two sports uh, themes in this round, which I think is great. I'll point out that we only had one, I think, sports thing last time, and it was in, in our Bring Out Your Dead at the end, where Moises shocked and surprised us all by picking the theme for the Olympics from NBC, which is actually a pretty <laughs> good one. Uh, and that's still on the board, I guess, technically, for those who want to grab it. Uh, but I suspect that James will be picking something that uh, we've never heard of. But I could be wrong. It'll it'll have synthesizers in it, though. You I could almost we. guarantee it. Hello? Except for Liz we. and probably <laughs> Stephen. Yes, James? No, I... I'm I'm playing the meta game and I'm saving those for last. Oh, okay. Um, but it does have synthesizers in it, I will admit. Uh, if I was going to pick the theme to an 80s TV show that featured a man and his special vehicle fighting crime, there would be so many I could choose from. Indeed. Steve already got Knight Rider last draft and I can't even remember the music for Street Hawk. 
But if I was going to pick the theme to an 80s TV show featuring a man and his special helicopter fighting crime, well, there are still two choices. <laughs> <laughs> what a great decade. Oh, but it's funny because it's true. Oh. There is only one with both John Michael Vincent and Ernest Borgnine. I am going to go with Airwolf. I mean, instrumental 80s sounding synthesizer music is kind of still my thing today, so I'm biased. But I think the theme does hold up as one of the greats. And if I'm honest, it probably holds up more than the series itself. Uh, it was written by Sylvester LeVay, who also worked on the soundtrack to Flashdance. So just imagine Flashdance, but with more supersonic attack helicopters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good one. I always, I didn't watch Airwolf very much, but I loved the theme song. That was one of the ones that you, you got to tune it in just to hear the theme song, even if you don't watch the show. That's a good one. Moises, it's your turn. Jason, let me take you to a, a far off distant place. Oh, okay. And no, no, this is not uh, Adventure Time. Is it an animated uh, place? It, well, it's a, it's a place called Castle Dracula. It's the home for many centuries to a dreadful (laughs) dynasty of vicious vampire ducks. The Counts of Duckula. Um, Yes, uh, in the heart of Transylvania, in the Vampire Hall of Fang, yeah. There's not a vampire zanier than Duckula. In the heart of Transylvania, in the Vampire Hall. Uh, Count Duckula came to U.S. shores thanks to some sort of a licensing agreement between the Nickelodeon Network uh, and uh, BBC ITV Channel 4.1 uh, over in the U.K., as Jason refers to it, the the, the, uh, yeah, amalgamated, the yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, U.K. Uh, television uh, behemoth. I, I found the notion of a vegetarian, accidentally revived uh, vampire duck absolutely bonkers and hilarious. Um, and as a, as a kid who liked imitating, uh, funny voices, uh, it, uh, it gave me a bunch of, of stock BBC character actor voices to, to effectively <laughs> learn to mimic as a kid. And I was the one kid on the playground who liked doing voices from Count Duckula and everybody else was like, shut up, do Animaniacs again. <laughs> <laughs> Count Duckula was technically a spinoff of Danger Mouse, which always bugged me because the Duckula in Danger Mouse is nothing like the Duckula in his own series. Correct. Hmm. A spinoff like Darkwing Duck. Oh, no. Hmm. Is mm. my theme Ducks? Is it spinoffs? Is it Ducks spinoffs? <laughs> Is it Ducks spinoffs? Who's to say? That's wow. the other great Duck theme. That it Duck Tales. Those are it the is. two. I was Those playing the... something of a gambit, <gasps> betting that Liz was not going to snake <laughs> Count Duckula, my beloved <laughs> duck vampire away from me. Would you say with Liz you were playing a Caledonian gambit? <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> this episode of The Incomparable brought to you by the Caledonian um, gambit. That's how you plug. <laughs> I, 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 I've, never, I've never heard of this, but that isn't the first time. It's not even the second time. It's not even the fifth time. Dan, it's your choice. <laughs> no, you know what? Interesting that you go that way because mm. I was going to go. I liked Monty's plan. I'm going to go modern. I'm going to go with a show that is on the air right now. Uh, and because sci-fi so close to my heart, and especially if it's like in sort of the space opera space exploration genre, uh, I'm going to go with the theme to The Expanse. Because 
It's a really great piece of music by Clinton Shorter. Uh, I've been listening to all of this, the soundtracks for the various seasons, and he writes this great sort of ethereal, you know, a little bit of a combination of electronic music combined with sort of your traditional orchestral stuff. It works really well. It has, it reminds me a little bit of some of um, Daft Punk's soundtrack to Tron Legacy, which is a great piece of music. Um, and then at other times I'll be listening to it and thinking like, it sounds like Game of Thrones or something like it. There's, there's really a wide gamut here and it does a great job of conveying the uh the show itself because um it goes with a great opening sequence as you see all these different planets in the solar system um it's kind of you know it's it's surprisingly quiet and slow paced for a show that is you know does definitely has a lot of tense action moments in it um and again as we talked about so many shows these days go for those like 10 second or non-existent theme songs basically and so it's nice to have a theme song that's got like some real meat on it that's reminiscent of some of your your songs from days of yore so yeah i really love the expanse theme and and in fact all the music for that show is great so that is my pick for this round good i like it look monty you you you're influencing it's happening well Jason, it's all happening now what are you going to choose though, monty <laughs> this is the long introduction one i have written out <laughs> <laughs> when you're picking a theme song you have to decide what you like in a theme song because sometimes you want a song that's just fun to listen to but then it's like you're not really listening to a theme song you're just listening to a song and you can be like well you know this is the theme song to the pink panther series but i know henry mancini wrote it separately it but sometimes you want a theme song that's very specifically about the show that can't be confused for anything else that has lots of lyrics and like explains the show and there aren't a lot of theme songs that do both that have a lot of really specific show lyrics ideally sung by the person who's the star of the show, but are also a valid song on their own. So naturally, with that setup, you will not be surprised that I'm picking a song that for the show that ran for 13 episodes from September to December 1997. The Weird Al Show has a great <laughs> theme song. <laughs> it's on uh, Al's <laughs> album Running With Scissors, and it just runs like a million words about all this nonsense that happened to him until he suddenly got given a show. Oh, this is a story about a guy named Al, and he lived in a sewer with his hamster pal, but the sanitation workers really didn't approve, so he packed up his accordion and had to move to a city in Ohio, where he lived in a tree, and he worked in a naval decongestant factory, and he played on the company bowling team. I, uh, what show? So this was, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now, so yeah. it was a Saturday morning show hosted by Weird Al? September to December 1997. 13 weeks, 13 episodes, and then that was that. Still one of the more recent so shows anyone's picked. <laughs> I don't have to listen to that. It's only 23 years old. Yeah, yeah. Not quite in this century, but but you're getting there. Gene? Uh, yeah, I, w I wish I had something, but I think it's been pointed out that the, the pickings were so much richer in the days when they would have much, you know, more lengthy theme songs and lyrics and all sorts of interesting photo montages instead of just a few notes and boom, you're into the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, thanks, wow. Frazier. Uh, so 
That's true. Yeah, I, yeah it's yeah. one of the earliest one I remember. Yeah. I think I think it was actually one of the first shows that just completely avoided a theme song. Uh, they had the little jingle and then, then that was it. They were done. Yeah. I think that was Are you picking well, That didn't help. <laughs> so uh, No, I am not. I I it's not even on my my scratch no. uh, pad of of ideas. I'm going back to the 70s and I'm going to yeah. pick the odd couple. Because it is oh, yeah. just it's it's on my list. one that I remember, I'm thinking like, we never skipped the opening. And then I'm like, no, we couldn't skip the opening. We had to sit there and watch it no matter whether we liked it or not. But in this case, The Odd Couple is definitely a, a opening music and uh, a montage that, I, and also the story, because they layered the you know, narration of why Oscar and Felix lived together. And it was definitely not because they were a couple. Um, oh. couple they yeah, were but, but divorced so it, men it, it, th- i love that narration too that's the yeah. felix unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence yeah. that request yeah. came from his wife yeah. <laughs> and, and she gives him a frying pan for some and mm. i guess she's being nice but yeah um so i was yesterday uh years old when i found out that the composer of this theme neil hefty is also the composer of the batman theme and i'm like mm. wow that, I mean, so I didn't pick his his most well known work uh, here because that was taken last time. But the Batman, um, I, I, just go, doing research for these theme songs, some for me for from this old, I can picture just the theme song factory, you know, where these guys were like thinking of stuff and just like cranking it out and selling it all around. You know, um, it has lyrics, right? Which one, Batman? Yeah. It has theme. lyric, lyric. The right? Odd Couple theme has uh, has lyrics. Oh, does really? It? Yes. Huh. And it it's not. Uh, he was asked to leave. His no, home. no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it's it, they're, they're, No matter where they go, they are known as the couple. They're never seen alone, so they're known as the couple. As I've indicated. Wow. They are never quite separated. They're peas wow. in a pod. Don't you da, think it's da, odd? Da, da, da. Yeah. Is it ever played anywhere, or is it no. one of those things where somebody, where like like a Star Trek thing, mm-hmm. where somebody wrote the lyrics yes. in order to cut in on the uh, royalties? It, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And they, oh. and they, if you hear the lyrics, oh. you'll know why they dropped the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Man, the nineteen sixties was a hell of a racket for TV theme song writers. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it was actually really bad because the the show because the show creators would insert their own yeah. crappy lyrics and take half the money. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. It's a good they time know. for show creators. Yeah. Good time for yeah. Gene Roddenberry made a lot of money that should have gone to Alexander Courage. That's for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I I just I like that right. tune. That's a good one. Um, I will wrap up the second round. I can't believe we're already here at the second round. Look at that. And I'm going to pick a modern show, Monty. Thank you. I'm going to pick a 21st century show influenced by Monty. Uh, This is a show uh, from 2014 through 2017. Uh, I I am told that it it has been listed on some of the favorite comedies lists in the UK from which it originates. Take that, UK people. Hmm. I cannot watch this show without getting this, this this lovely song stuck in my head, and it gets integrated into the show. Different verses get played at different points. It's it not only played over the beginning of the show, but during the show at points and at the end, and I had to put it in my music library, and I like to listen to it from time to time because it's a lovely song by Johnny Flynn. It's the theme from 
the lovely TV series everybody should watch called Detectorus. No the oh. like Thundercats. No the. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a great little song about finding things in strange places, which is what Detectorus is all about. And I love it, so I pick Detectorus, modern, twenty first century TV show. Will you search through the lonely earth for me? Climb through the briar and bramble. I'll be your treasure. I felt the touch of the kings and the breath of the wind. I knew the call of all the songbirds. They sang all the wrong words. Oh, that's. That's a really sweet one as well. Yeah, it's that's just, a good. By oh. the way, if you're if you're feeling down, which I, I think some people are these days, uh, seek out Detectorus. It will make you feel happy. It's that a nice. Is, it's just that nice. That is very true. It's um, completely blanking. Toby, what's his name? He's really good. In Jones. And Toby, Toby Jones, Jones and Mackenzie Crook. Yeah, um, who are very very good. Mac- wow, that's a weird looking Toby show, Jones. huh? I love Toby Jones so much, though. I just think he's amazing in every part. It's like I love him, but he's always the villain because he's got that weird head. Well, I've got this. I've got this. I got. Here's here's the thing. In this one, he's not. Mackenzie Crook and Toby Jones are the protagonists, and they're just nice, regular guys who live in a town and like battle detectors. That's it. That's the show. You also want to protect from any sort of emotional damage around them. Like you, you want to put like a big duvet cover and possibly a lot of marshmallow between them and bad things in the world. Yeah, because you don't like it when their faces are sad. But I will point out that the greatest uh, thing that they face in the show Detectorus is a group of rival detectorists who want to <laughs> use their metal detectors on the place where they're using their metal detectors yeah serious pretty serious uh that's the second round we will move on to the third round phil what's your third choice shocked that over the course of um uh two episodes now that that no one in this this target demographic has picked this so it makes me think actually my my searching and skimming abilities are are, are suspect so um I'm picking Star Blazers, man. We're off to outer space. We're leaving Mother Earth to save the human race. Our Star Blazers. Oh, yeah. How could you not pick well Star done. Blazers? Well done. How, how is that still there? Or space, space battleship Yamoto. Fine, yes, but it's but... hurry off to Inskantar. Hurry, boys, it's not too far. Yes. Da, da, da. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's We're off to outer space. Spells out the plot, oh. as every oh, yeah. theme song should do. It sets the mood. It's great. As the person who chose Sailor Moon last time, I fully endorse this pick, Phil. Well done. This is this is my discovery of anime was was literally with Star Blazers. I, I the, think the, for people of a certain age, this was probably the, the gateway right? to anime. Because they, they yeah. took it, they re-edited it, they dubbed it into English, they did all of those things, and they and and if you were in a TV market that played it, you're like, this is different. Yeah. Because <laughs> it really was, yeah. People die in this cartoon. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You mean the captain is dying? Oh, he's dead. Oh, no. Spoilers for Star Blazers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I think, one of the greatest... Uh, not just cartoon theme songs, but a great theme song overall. So, yeah. All right. I didn't even think of that one. That's a good pick. All right. That's why you're here, is you're making those out of left field things that turn out to be great picks. Um, that's why you're here, by the way. Uh, Liz, it's your choice. 
Yeah, it's yeah absolutely. It, it's a tough one. It's so, oh man, and if it's probably, you know, the last proper choice thing. I feel like I have to keep with my theme, my cartoon 80s theme, but I accidentally had one from Canada, which I thought was America, and I'm so, so sorry, Canada, and also Canadians, and I I, I will never do it again. My bad. Please forgive me. Um, so no, I, I feel that's like... That's never I, happened before. <laughs> what? I don't, I really feel terribly bad about it when it happens. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, this is, so this is from another country. And this is one which, oh, it was so, it's so sweet because this was originally came from a guy who made the story up to uh, help his young kid be less afraid of the dark. And they got published as books, first of all, and then he made a teleseries. But the dude was very, very determined that the teleseries, cartoon series, should be made in Wales, for he was Welsh, and not be, um, not be horribly stereotypically type Welsh things as so much as on television today and even much more so in the 80s. Um, so it was originally made in Welsh and then translated into English and um, might be familiar with particularly thingamajiggery Doctor Who fans because the sidekick was voiced in the English version by John Pertwee. And it's it's the most tragic, heartbreaking intro to anything that's ever been made this this is another one that helped me to grow up as a psychologically well-balanced child who had no problems with anything in the real world. <laughs> and it started like this. This is a story about an ordinary teddy bear. When he was made, they found something wrong with him and they threw him away like a piece of rubbish into an old dark storeroom. Then, from outer space... A spotty man brought him to life with his cosmic dust. He took him away to a magic cloud where Mother Nature gave him special powers. That bear became Super Ted. (laughs) This is a story about an ordinary teddy bear. When he was made, they found something wrong with him and threw him away like a piece of rubbish into an old dark storeroom. It was just, oh my god! He gets, the 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 um, it's it's very beautiful and uplifting, and has a happy ending. Liz, th- he, those lyrics take like a ninety degree turn like five times. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a journey. When you're like four or three years old, it makes perfect sense. You do not question these events. You just accept them as this is what the world is like. This is what happens now. But I'm, as it got, I'm more fascinated by whoever the adult was who came up with those <laughs> lyrics and what they were thinking, or what drugs to they were taking. Child less afraid of the dark. That's let let me maybe. let me tell you when I was getting uh, bribed to go and get my hair cut, I yes. would get a Last Super week. Ted magazine from my mother, oh, and that so that was nice. my bribe. Oh, that's so great. No, it's just um, yeah, with the, le- or the the visuals, and you see all the teddy bears moving along the factory, and they go all go through a machine that like ticks or beeps them, and this is the one teddy bear. It goes in, it beeps, and he gets thrown away, and he's so sad. He's all alone in the dark in a room by himself before Spotty the alien turns up and makes him real. But it's just like, again, it makes complete sense at that age. But it just 
felt so bad and you felt so good when he was brought to life and it was just a lot of, lot of little person feelings there. I kind of remember this now. I, I still think this is like an elaborate con and that we're all being... <laughs> <laughs> it, at one point, it, it, it did come over to the States. Okay, when branded. The, it, it, people, uh, different networks were just trying to <laughs> fill space in Saturday morning just so that they mm-hmm. had a full Saturday oh, morning I, cartoon block. I definitely block. think I saw this. And Super Ted showed up randomly for something like a few weeks and then disappeared and it was replaced once again by the Howie Mandel show where Howie Mandel was doing the voice of a baby, uh, Bobby's World. Do I remember correctly that when Super Ted or when Ted changed into Super Ted, he kind of unzipped his like yes. skin? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, that is yep. what happened. Okay. He wears just, his suit under his skin. Yeah. That is correct. Yes. Again, I thought so. I thought so. Psychologically well balanced upbringing. I think you can explain both of us quite well here. This is you see, you see, yeah, you see the wholesome, the wholesome British American cartoons of fighting the bad guys and saving things. The British cartoons of fighting the bad guys and ripping open your skin. We have to literally bear. remove our skin in order to become the people we want to be. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Well, I've, I've learned a lot. This is how empires perhaps, are lost. Yes. Perhaps, Jason, perhaps too much. Um, wow. Uh, Steven, it's it's your turn now. Well, um, follow that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's my last pick. Uh, I could have chosen uh, a bunch of shows that uh, no one would have heard of here, probably. Apart yeah, bring, from... bring them out at the, at the Bring Out Your exactly. Dead yeah, Here's the one you picked. I feel it's okay, like St- Stephen. You can pick Corner Gas, and I'll know what you're talking. I about. don't. Don't even know. Just leave that right there. Leave <laughs> it right there on the corner from whence it came in rural Saskatchewan. Uh, no, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to uh, go modern as well and pick a. A lot of these theme songs are for shows that I like the theme song a lot better than I like the actual show. Um, I actually like the show a lot. I thought it, I thought it leaned into its own nostalgia a little too much, perhaps. Uh, about the time that it was set in but the theme song for it always uh, had me entranced to both the, the opening title animation and the song itself I'm picking the theme song from Stranger Things Okay. Yeah. Obviously, that made made more impact on me. It's just got a very 1980s. There's analog synths going on in it, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. you can really tell the film grain of the actual titles that are moving across. Like it's it's really exceptionally well made, and it's just a, a very cool piece of music that uh, that I've always enjoyed. Um, when that, that wasn't that show. a dissing noise. That was that's an interesting choice. Yes. Thing. Oh. That's not that. I don't. Yeah, it's not one. Yeah, no. It's just I'm just clarifying that. And, and that's going, not that's an interesting choice in. That's an interesting choice. No, it wasn't. It wasn't inverted commas interesting. Okay, it was, Listen, it's a show people recognize. Come on, work with me here, folks. I'm trying to meet you halfway. James recognized Super Ted. It's modern yes. and 80s. Interesting. Exactly, exactly right? <laughs> well played. It's got 80 synthesizers. I'm not going to yeah. dislike it. Exactly. It plays, it plays the crowd. I read the room. I know how to pick them. <laughs> All right. Well done. Well done. Um, James, your turn. So it's time to play my obscure UK card here, I think, and pick something that I think possibly only Liz will remember. Maybe not even. I'm Uh, excited. Back in the late 80s, very early 90s, the absolute cutting edge of kids' game shows. 
run. Oh, they involved... got you. You've stolen mine. You've stolen my other choice. It involved <laughs> putting a bucket over your head. Yes, yes. That was my other choice. I was what competing is... with Super Tags. And you would then blindly wander around a mostly empty TV studio while your supposed friends tried to stop you being eaten by a CGI dragon that only they could see. I am talking about Nightmare, and that's night with a K. So, I think sometimes that James and Liz are just teamed up to like punk the rest of us. I just want to clarify are you choosing the proper and original version or the slightly. Oh, I'm just checking. Just Leading checking. the witness. <laughs> it, made, it made. It was so less 80s. And then I was like, oh, this is tragically bad. Um, Nightmare, it was a show. It was based around sort of very early sort of special effects in camera stuff. So these people would wander around a blue screen. Uh, thing and people actual real people would occasionally menace them but then there were sort of cgi uh spinning saw blades that would kill them and various things um now to be fair this theme sounds almost exactly like the airwolf music and it <laughs> could be played on the exact same model of synthesizer but you know i i know what i like um and there was a recent postmodern revival of the show at the Edinburgh festival for grown-ups and let me tell you, I got to wear the helmet of justice. <gasps> I saw it at a convention a few years ago where it was what? like the most packed and scary thing. And I was terrified that we weren't going to get in, but I did not get to wear the helmet. I'm so uh, I have stalked the cast of that uh, over many years of the Edinburgh <laughs> Festival to the point where when they saw me kind of sidling up to them in a pub, I think there was an audible sigh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he's going to ask about Nightmare again. Oh, my God. No, a few years ago, it was getting repeated on the Thingy channel. What's the games channel called? Whatever that is. And I, I was getting up, instead of recording it like a sense person, I was getting up at five, six in the morning or to watch episodes. It was great. So good. It, it, it was like the, the best thing on television at that point. Yeah. It actually doesn't disappoint now. And I get more of the jokes because I really was very, very young when it was on. So it was actually very, very scary. I, you know that noise it makes when there's like goblins or something approaching? Yeah. I, and when somehow, your health is running low. Yes, I, yes. And the heartbeat and you're, oh. you've got a skeletal face coming to pieces. I would sometimes have to run out of the room because it was just too much for me. I'm just thinking, you remember that episode of The Incomparable where we all made up a movie? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I think the, this is so detailed now that I actually do believe them. But uh, I, I did have that moment where I talked to myself. The whole episode, Jason, where we made up an entire movie. Made up a movie. Yeah. It would... Dan, it was three episodes. I, that's a fair point. All right. Wow. Nightmare. All right. I, I'll take your word for it. Moy says it's your choice. <laughs> Well, now I guess this, this being my final pick, my, my theme must be fully revealed. Was I choosing only duck-related television programs? Was I choosing only spinoffs? Um, in fact, um, through a bit of wordplay, I, I've selected only uh, only um, only either uh, uh, shows featuring a, a strange duck or a spinoff, and the last one features a strange duck and is a spinoff um, of... Happy Days. And there were a bunch of spinoffs of Happy Days. Yes. But the one starring a strange duck 
was undoubtedly Mork and Mindy. And it is a strange duck of a theme song in that as it introduces members of the cast, the instrumentation and orchestration changes to match the personality of the character that they're showing in the original incarnation of the theme song. Um, and it's, it, it is somewhat unique in that respect. As a theme song, is it particularly memorable? Uh, no, but I, I find it interesting what they did with it. Um, and, uh, and I remember it. it. You're well, okay. Mindy had a personality? Uh, apparently, uh, that, that was what they were trying to get across. Didn't they do a guitar riff for Grandma or some such yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. Grandma, <laughs> Grandma has a guitar. Because she's she, a rockin' uh, granny. Yeah, she's, she's such just... a rockin' granny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it it, uh, it it stands out uh, to me uh, among other um, '70s bridging into the '80s theme songs in that it it did it did what was typical of six different kinds of 70s and 80s theme songs all mashed into one uh, and it was uh, it was truly a precursor to to the kinds of mashup theme songs that we would get later on So that, there it is, Mork and Mindy, uh, starring Pam Dauber and someone named Robin Williams. Yep. Uh, when in Boulder, Colorado, just drive by the house. It's still there. <laughs> it's right there. I did it. I was like, that's it. It's amazing. Um, Mork and Mindy. All right. Grandma has the guitar riff. Rockin' Important. Grandma. Uh, Dan, your choice. Uh, well, for my last one, I'm picking a uh, another a little known show, fairly modern, uh, but it is a travesty and i'll get into why for a second um so it is a show that aired in 2010 ran for two seasons but i'm only discussing the theme song from the first season because it is an amazing theme song uh and that is the uh, this was on my bring out the dead list last time but i had to pick it up which is the which is human target which aired on fox in 2010 it has one of my favorite theme songs to a TV show, and it was written by Bear McCreary, who has also written a number of other things, including the Battlestar Galactica theme. I think he does the music for Outlander, too. He's a Ronald, uh, Ron Moore uh, collaborator. But it's this really great, heroic, orchestral theme to it, and it meshes perfectly with the credits that they did, which have these sort of, like, inkblot theme going on. Um, and, in fact, it was nominated for... I did not know this existed until I was doing my research on this. Uh, an Emmy for Outstanding Main Title Theme Music. Yeah. Main Title Theme Music. Um, now, he used a full orchestra for this. And for 11 weeks of the, the, like the first season, he wrote 30 minutes of full orchestral music, which was performed by an average of 60 musicians, including the final episode, where the score was performed by a total of 94 musicians, the largest live orchestra ever assembled for a television series at that point. Uh, the show did not do great in its first season. So when they came back for a second season, they could not afford him. <laughs> so instead, <laughs> they replaced him with another composer and they replaced the theme song. And it is one of the worst theme songs <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. Because it's, it's the just human like this, target. A, it's very close to that. It's essentially an elect electronic guitar riff. <laughs> um extended for it uses the same <laughs> credits which feels incredibly disjointed and after going into this this wonderful orchestral theme that theme that uh, mccreary wrote that he really was trying to picture as like a, a modern take on a classic adventure score which is just so good and you can hear very uh, slight 
uh, hints of it if you've ever um, seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. McCreary also wrote the theme song to that, and there's kind of an echo of it in there. It's got this sort of um, slightly Marshall-style music, but the first season theme song is amazing it's really great and it is just a travesty to see them be like yeah i don't care just replace it with some guy playing an electric guitar for 30 seconds no one will notice the difference <laughs> it's dan noticed i noticed uh, it. i was very angry and 10 years later i'm still very angry <laughs> I recapped that show for television without pity. I did not notice. <gasps> Monty. Wow. Monty. Go back. They're both on YouTube. Let me tell you. It's night and day. The you critic has spoken. The, the critic has spoken. Yeah, Do yeah, not challenge the critic. To, you literally are not asked to recap the credits and theme song, the are you? The credit is so good. Um, okay. Speaking of which, Monty, it's your choice. Um, back in the 90s. I was on a very famous TV show is the credits to the closing or the lyrics to the closing credits of Bojack Horseman. (laughs) (laughs) Bojack Horseman has two great theme songs. Since we're only naming the show, I claim I am taking both. The the opening theme song is a groovy, chill experience that I never skipped, even though Netflix really wants you to. (laughs) And the closing credits are, like I say, a guy saying back in the 90s, I was on a very famous TV show explaining the premise uh, Bojack Horseman great theme song I like the idea of doing a retro theme song that explains your premise on your Netflix show that's fantastic Gene uh, well I um, I decided to go with something that is actually still on the air and it has been on the air for a long time. I was trying to, I thought with all the, uh, UK shows that I watched, there must be something that has a theme that would pop into my head. And the only one that really did was the theme from Midsummer Murders. <laughs> and I think I win theremin on this uh, show because <laughs> it has theremin. It's, it's, very lovely to listen to it's only but it is short but it's completely recognizable and uh it does get played throughout the show but i think it is um one of those those theme songs you can get stuck in your head and uh and uh accompanied by the flourish of like red dye like mixing into clear water which is just creepy um the show's not really that creepy I like it when the um, the band that's playing at the local fate will diegetically work in. They're actually playing the Midsummer Murders theme song, which yeah. is a strange song to be playing at some village fate, as it's all like minor <laughs> keys and mysterious and stuff. But it's a knowing wink. I, I I see you there, Gene. Yeah. 
I mean, also that village, I mean, every village, I would think would be like, no, no, no midsummer. We, you know, we've already no. lost like five of our citizens in the last we three saw years. That horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you can't, Jessica Fletcher can't move to your town either. Same reason, <laughs> yeah. right? It's yeah. like, there's too many murders. You can't do it. Yeah. Uh, there is, there's actually, I believe an episode of Detectorist where the guy who does the Detectorist theme song plays the Detectorist theme song in the episode. And it is an amazing moment of like, Hey, <laughs> is this the, yeah, but anyway, it's great. Um, I'm going to go uh, again. I've, I've been influenced by Monty here to pick some things that are not just my nostalgic faves from the eighties. I think one of the great things about the Renaissance of streaming television is that on streamers, you don't need to fit into a time, uh, a time limit for your show. Cause that's really what happened is commercials, uh, started to get more and more of a every half hour or hour and at some point everybody and then you got to cut it in syndication and all these things and theme songs went away but on streaming it's fine in fact maybe it's good Sp- streaming and premium cable so we had an hbo show picked here westworld which had the it just takes its time because why not they could just run forever and frequently they do um i think that that's why we've gotten so many modern uh tv theme song classics from hbo and I'm going to pick uh, what I think is the obvious one. It's another Ramin Jawadi composition. And it's, it is the show to me. And that is the Game of Thrones theme. I love it. Sounds great. I love his music. His music for that show was great. That theme song it, song is really great. You can invent your own uh, lyrics to it if you like. Uh, I did. It's great. Uh, my lyrics are fantastic. And also, um, I can't say them on this podcast, yeah. but they're great. So, uh, and, and coupled with a great opening sequence that changed uh, sometimes from week to week and season to season, depending on where they were showing stuff in the episode as like little miniatures and stuff, which is great too. So I will close out the third round with uh, Ramin Jawadi's Game of Thrones theme. I think it's great that we got to the end of two complete drafts before that got picked. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. People are people. It's the the pull of nostalgia is great, and I have mm-hmm. so many nostalgic choices on my list here. But I, I I was encouraged by Monty. I thought that was a good idea to maybe try to take us after I grabbed Magnum PI right. from the eighties. I ran back to the twenty first century. <laughs> um, n- time to uh, let everybody go around one last time and list stuff that they wanted to mention uh, very quickly that did not make your uh, your picks. Phil, what what did you have left? So I, I, I'm a fan of spoken word introductions, apparently, because I had The Fugitive uh, from the, the 1960s on my list. That That is basically just a guy explaining what happened to, to, <laughs> to, to poor uh, uh, Richard Kimball. Um, and, of course, a QM production. I love that bit, too. And um, one of the other ones on my list was Wide World of Sports, which is nothing but narration. Uh, and the, that's better known as the, the thrill of victory, agony of defeat uh, 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 speech. Um, cartoons, uh, the ones that I had were the Top Cat theme song, which is great. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And, good on. And um, uh, Phineas and Ferb, my daughter, is very much into that show and uh uh sings the song and it, it's charming and then i i was gonna like do terriers to like actually do a show that came out in living memory but it was on the bring out your dead list from the last time so 
That's all I got. All right, Liz, what did you have left? Uh, I had I had all my 60s nonsense that I loved. It's fantastic, except I think UFO was actually made in the 1970s. But then there's like The Outer Limits and Twilight Zone, Man from Uncle. Um, oh, Thunderbirds is 60s, isn't it? Uh, and The Avengers. And the, oh, I have modern ones. I had uh, Elementary, which I absolutely adore. And I might have been tricked into loving because the actual visuals to that are so perfect and beautiful and if it was a visual intro thing, they would probably win it. But I do love the music as well. It probably is really good. It's just that I really associate it with gorgeous visuals. Um, Star Trek Discovery, also current-ish. Yes, no, actually current. Yes, current. Which is totally. beautiful and lovely. Technically, I know the best Star Trek theme music is Next Generation. <sighs> well, they had to be best at something. Um, but the one that just gives me like, <laughs> wow. feelings is is Star Trek Discovery, which I think is is beautiful stuff. And uh, the other ones randomly were, oh, a couple more cartoon ones were Shira, both of them. I think uh, 1980s Shira and modern Shira, another modern thingamajiggery television show are both well done. fantastic. And uh, oh, went back to the 80s and I decided that I would not be a horrible, horrible stereotype uh, with The Family Ness, which is a delightful <laughs> cartoon about <laughs> the various um, Loch Ness monsters that live in the Loch Ness and the adventures they have. It's a delightful show that is very rounded about Scotland. Um, and the final sort of whatchamacallity ones, what are the things that just don't fit into anything else those crystal maze beautiful oh, yeah. delightful television show of our world which i'm assuming everyone knows about because it's really really good and how could you not hosted by the the composer of the rocky horror show yes does that help well richard o'brien who's also in it i'm aware that it exists it's but like, i've <gasps> never seen it it's like Westworld themed locations where people solve <gasps> escape room puzzles. It's so oh, it's difficult talking to Americans sometimes. Ooh, I Batman 1966 it... was in there too. Uh, and the final one, and the most un-me one, but it's like, it'd be a lie, is, God help me, it's it's a sports related one. I, I hate myself for this. I do, but um, it's the theme tune, it's possibly at Chelsea, it's the theme tune to a program called Grandstand which ran from 1950s through to like 2000 and something. And it's just this um, uh, British sport program thingy that... I don't actually know what happened during it because this is when I left the room, but it was something about sports, but it had an mm. amazingly awesome theme tune to it. Batman uh, 66 was taken in the first one <gasps> last time, so you wouldn't have gone Oh, I'm that. sorry. I didn't notice that. I didn't score it all. It's, it's, it's just that good. Stephen? What do you have? Uh, can I point out that I could put He-Man and Remington Steel on this list and they would be the same song because they are the same song. Go back and listen. He-Man <laughs> and Remington Steel. They might be in different keys, but they are the exact same yeah, song. Yes. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> uh, I put on, uh, I, I've grouped mine into uh, my, my Bring Out Your Dead in, uh, in, in small little groups. Uh, two of them are 80s cop shows that I don't really remember much past the actual theme song. One is Miami Vice. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jan Hammer's Hammer. uh, very. Uh, that was a top ten it hit. Was, it was all the Roto Tom action going on in that one, and uh, Stuart Copeland penned the uh, theme the to equalizer. the Equalizer, which I've always enjoyed. Uh, the, the, yeah. the, the title sequences builds up to this really amazingly long push-in shot to Edward Woodward standing next mm -hmm. to a jaguar. It takes about thirty seconds. It's amazing, and it's really good yep. music. Um, 
let's go British. Uh, the Sandbaggers is on there, um, which I love about it is because it's literally the only music that ever plays in any episode, apart from one notable <laughs> yep, yep. exception. Uh, All Creatures Great and Small, a bit Yay. of stock music that actually made its way as the theme song. It is just superb by Johnny Pearson. Uh, Robin of Sherwood. Um, uh, the, all the music was done by an Irish group called Clannad, and they did the theme song, and I love it. Um, uh, a, a show that no one will have heard of is called The Tripods. It's by the BBC in the mid-80s. Oh, yeah. I, I obviously remember. haven't heard about yeah, a, a BBC yeah. Yeah, obviously the Scottish people know, but but it's pretty I, obscure. I, you I, we heard we're it. not real people, James. I, I was yeah, flipping around as they it didn't as a, translate it into Scottish. No, uh, <laughs> I actually caught the, like the last three or four seconds. Notice a guy in a space helmet, and then it cut to the credits. And I was so amazed by the closing credit theme song that I had to find out what the show was, and it's one of my favorites. It, the theme show actually hooked me to go find what it was. Um, space nineteen ninety nine is. Bonkers, the first season especially, the theme song, to- look it up. Space 1999, season one theme song. It's this weird disco funk oh, with yeah. like hmm. flat smash cuts of like this episode. And they have like half a second images of what's going to happen in the episode that you're about to watch. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, and uh, I-, I would have chosen the Peter Howell version of Doctor Who if I could have, but I won't. <laughs> And then to close it out uh, for the Canadian content, I'll choose the Kids in the Hall theme by Shadowy ah. Men from a Shadowy Planet. <laughs> and why not the Littlest Hobo theme? There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Yeah, that's oh. Now that is the most Canadian thing you could have picked. Well, I got to end. I got to end in style. So that's how I yep. did it. Right. Well done. Well done. James? So, uh, given the people here, I'm surprised that nobody has picked Blake 7. So I shall pick Blake 7. Nice. Mm. Um Thunderbirds, I don't think anyone has explicitly <gasps> picked. Ooh, good job. Uh, Danger Mouse has been mentioned, but has not been picked. So I am mm. grabbing that one as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, and crap, then we, Danger Mouse. Uh, and then we come down to a lot of uh, 80s British TV, frankly. Uh, we have Blackadder. We have Red Dwarf, which counts Ooh. because Red mm. Dwarf is still showing. They're still yes. doing it. Um, <laughs> Blockbusters. You can't stop them, apparently. <laughs> no, you should, but you can't. Um, uh, Blockbusters, which was a quiz show that uh, I watched anyway. Uh, Grange Hill, uh, Children's Soap About School, uh, Rent-A-Ghost, um, mm. The Trap Door. Oh! Uh, See, list list yeah. got that all, one. All these shows are shows I've seen mentioned in articles about Doctor Who. So I'm 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 within the same universe as you, um, here. Uh Number seventy three, slightly obscure, uh, mm, and I'll know. I'll finish on a Scottish one, which is the theme to the song Taggart. Or, sorry, the theme. <laughs> The theme to the cop show Taggart, um, which was generally filmed around the corner from where I live. Uh, oh, I've got one more. Uh, the last minute and a half of the song The Chain by Fleetwood Mac, which is otherwise known to most people in the UK as the theme music to the Formula One racing on the BBC. And I had no oh, idea yeah. it was Fleetwood Mac wow. until quite I didn't recently. Know that, either. that was the only thing they taught me to play on guitar at school during music. Yeah. That's it. That's my I, I could play that on the bass. <laughs> Wow. Oh, we got a band. <laughs> All right, Moises. 
Well, uh, I, what duck themed uh, <laughs> I, I I had a few uh, dueling concepts for themes, and I, I ended up going with one that was sort of a hybrid, so that I could I could lead with one of Dan's "Bring Out Your Dead" picks from the last time uh, to to terrify Jason that I was going to once again make him feel uh, absolutely desiccated and old. Um, but uh, I, I I jumping over uh, to Count Dracula, I almost picked just a raft of three uh, British cartoons count docula danger mouse and right. banana man <gasps> uh, yeah. good choice mm-hmm. uh banana man mm-hmm. uh th- those three cartoons uh bizarrely shipped over to nickelodeon to make a bunch of kids watching doug and rugrats and ren and stimpy try to figure out what the hell was going on um the broader theme that i was kind of looking at doing was exclusively spinoffs so um I, i've got some other things that I, I i might use if there's a third tv theme song draft so i'll hold those back but all of the spinoffs <laughs> that i had on my long list um Maud, a spinoff of All in the Family, and Good oh, yeah. Times, a spinoff of Maud, which was a spinoff mm-hmm. of All in the Family. Uh, Andy Griffith, a spinoff of Gomer Pyle. Green Acres. Hold it, hold on. Andy Griffith was a spinoff of the Danny Thomas show. Gomer okay. Pyle was a spinoff of Andy Griffith. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I had that reverse. Uh, but I was going to pick them both uh, inversely, and uh, my notes are a gigantic mess. Thank you for the correction, Monty. We wouldn't want the letters for that. Um, no. Laverne and Shirley, uh, the other uh, prominent spinoff of Happy Days uh, mm-hmm. on my list. The Simpsons, a spinoff of the Tracy Ullman show. I Zeno, can't believe you threw Joni Loves Chachi under the bus <laughs> like <you>. that. <laughs> I will throw Joni Loves Chachi under the bus every day of the week. Um, Boston Legal, spinoff of The Practice. A Different World, which we can keep even though the show it's a spinoff of is permanently on the trash heap. Um, I didn't watch Melrose Place, but it had a pretty great theme song. Uh, also a spinoff of 90210 better call Saul has a great theme song um facts of life another uh, another great theme song um the Colbert rapport a spin-off of the daily show sure totally counts all right and and the the confounding one that I had was law and order criminal intent which <laughs> I find its law and order variant theme song to be better than the original I knew there'd be a law and order in there somewhere yep it had to had to happen Dan I could have picked trial by jury, but I just, you know, I held back. <laughs> um, yeah, da- The Daily Show, theme song by They Might Be Giants. Um, or performed by, I should say. Yeah, uh, I, that, that, was in my, that was in my Bring Out Your Dead that's good. Uh, that's last good. time. That's Bob good. Mould wrote that, but yeah. it was performed for a while by They Might Be Giants. Um, let's see, theme songs that were from my childhood. I had a, the cartoon Mask has one of the best theme songs of all time, and it never <laughs> fails to make me smile. They're working overtime, fighting crime. Fighting crime, fighting crime. Uh, come see the laser rays, fire away. That line doesn't work as well. Um, Exosquad, uh, kind of a little scene cartoon, probably from the 90s, the second season, which has a very good TV show. It's a weird but great like space marine ca- cartoon that is kind of dramatic and serious. Um, X-Men, the Saturday morning cartoon from the 90s, has a great hummable theme song. Uh, the PBS version of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego with the theme by Rockapella is, is a real winner. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, <laughs> just throwing a curveball in the, my childhood, the NBC Nightly News theme, The Mission by John Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was considering that one. That's great. Yeah. It's a great piece of music. Uh, also, old shows that I watched uh, when I was younger, Get Smart, which I think was on a Bring Out Your Dead List last time for someone, and Dragnet, uh, mm. which also has a great theme. And, of course, both TNG and DS9 made my list. Um, Buffy, 
Uh, someone, I think Phil mentioned jokingly Do South at one point. I had both soundtrack albums that for that show. It has a great theme song. Uh, the short-lived TV show Journeyman has a great theme song. Hold on. Um, Flight of the Concords, uh, sure. Justified, and then Jason picked the only one, Game of Thrones I had, which is the only other thing I'm going to get out uh, your dead list that was picked. Then uh, more modern shows include uh, Endeavor, which I believe is the same theme song as Inspector Morse, um, and it's really good. Downton Abbey has a good theme song. Uh, You're the Worst has a good theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Great British Bake Off has a great theme song. I'm leave that <laughs> yeah. in there. And uh, wrapping that list up with Halt and Catch Fire, which also has a really good theme song. So lots of good theme song these days. All right, Monty. Uh, I was going to start with Kids in the Hall to prove my international bona fides. But instead, I'm going to go with the theme song to uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is oh, the song yes, Journey yes. of the Sorcerer by yes. the Eagles. It's Very so good. Nice. It does not yeah. sound like the Eagles. Uh, Bob's Burgers has a great theme song. I recommend the episode of Song Exploder, where Lauren Bouchard takes you inside the song. And there's so much weird stuff going on in it. Uh, I do not like the Drew Carey show. I do very much like their season four theme song, the Presidents of the United States of America's version of Cleveland Rocks. It's really good. Yep. I like the Kroll Show. I don't like dubstep, but I do like the dubstep theme song to Kroll Show. Uh, King of the Hill, <laughs> Gravity Falls. Yeah. True Blood is not really a great show, but its theme song is so swampy and cool. And now I'm just going to shoot through a whole bunch of cartoon theme songs I like. Speed Racer, my introduction to anime, and so cool, so fast. Yeah. Underdog, my uh, karaoke mm. go-to, because it is a minute and a half long. Uh, <laughs> Jos- Josie and the Pussycats. The people doing the music were on point. Long tails, ears for hats. Yep. Uh, also, the version of that for the movie is great. The version of that that Juliana Hatfield and Tanya Donnelly did is great. Uh, the song Stop the Pigeon from Dastardly and Muttley and Their Flying Machines is a good song. <laughs> as is Hong Kong Fooey, sung by Scatman Crothers. It's terrific. Yeah. Uh, Daria, you know what? I'm going to close by saying I think the Pokemon season one theme song yeah. is great. You got to catch all them right. all. Yeah, Got to catch them all. I am pandering you- to the youth market. <laughs> it's, well done. it's good to well want to be the very best, the best there ever was. Yeah. The, I would point Pokemon. out that the youth who watch that are probably in their 30s now. <laughs> That's <laughs> what he meant. True. Yeah. Yeah. Gene? They have buying uh, power. Well, speaking, <laughs> speaking of market, I had two um, on my top of my list that I that would have really brought down my average in terms of like year released. And that was... Mr. Ed, uh, the theme song from Mr. Ed, and the theme song from The Patty Duke Show. Uh, both very catchy, great lyrics. And uh, yeah, they were little masterpieces of their time. And then I had one uh, show, the show that went, that was still playing, okay, besides Midsummer Murders, the, sh- the American show that I had that was still on the air in the 80s, so that was like kind of a record for me, is uh, Taxi. Oh, yeah. And that's a great little and very recognizable tune. Yeah, for sure. I had that on my list, too. Um, the stuff that I had on my list that did not get mentioned last time um, or picked this time, other than maybe in Bring It, You're Dead, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, yes. Twin Peaks, Angelo mm. Badalamenti, if you would like to uh, kind of go into a trance, listen to the Twin Peaks theme song. The uh, theme from The X-Files. Come on. Yeah. It's uh, creepy alien whistling. Never even watched and, it. Uh, and teardrop uh, by Massive Attack, uh-huh. the theme from House oh, MD. Yeah. That was 
yeah, that's great. Great stuff. And that brings us to the end. I, we've done a lot of great work here today, adding 27 more uh, theme songs to our list. So now we've uh, 63 that, uh, that nobody can pick i guess that's how this works for the next time um i want to go around one last time and thank my panelists for being here and picking tv theme songs with me philip michaels thank you yes well thank you for having me and thank you for finally acknowledging branded the greatest theme song ever written well thank (laughs) you for acknowledging it on the podcast liz miles thank you thank you for having me on thundercats are go (laughs) <laughs> Stephen Shapansky, thank you. Uh, Star Trek Enterprise theme is still on the board, so it's reason enough to come back <laughs> to do a third one of these. Mm. James Thompson, thank you. Uh, thank you for letting me on, and I promise next time I will talk about things that are not in the 80s. Mm, I, I don't believe, I don't believe you. <laughs> Moises Chuyan, thank you. Maybe next time, Jason, I'll convince you to do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, Dan Warren, thank you. I'm just glad we could all be united in our detest for the second season of Human Targets theme song. Yep. Yep. We all noticed it. Monty Ashley, thank you. I've got style, a groovy smile, and a bod that just won't stop. That, okay. That's, uh, I can't argue with that. I've heard that about you. <laughs> Jean McDonald, thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. And thanks to everybody out there for listening to this episode of The Incomparable. We'll see you next week. I can't believe nobody picked K9 and Company. Oh, I forgot. 